when you have the right mindset and, and you're true to who you are. Like for me, because of my why, as I mentioned, you know, I'm unemployable. Like I burn my boats. Like there is no, no plan B. It's only plan A. So with that mindset, I, I just had to keep pushing and keep working on my craft, keep working on me. Mm. And I knew that time would be on my side because then the page would start to turn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the pages will start turning a little bit faster as you gain momentum and then things are starting to take shape. What's up, guys and gals? I've got another return guest. I've been bringing back some amazing Carrot Cast returners, Carrot Camp alumni. But um, before I introduce or reintroduce you guys to our Carrot Cast guest today, I want to tell a little bit of a backstory. So, you know, Dave, Dave Brown uh, and I connected a few years back. I mean, three, four, five years back, somewhere around there. And we'll we'll brief through that story. We told the main story in the first episode of the Carrot Cast that, that Dave was on here with me. But what inspired me to bring him back was this Facebook post that he made. And I'd, I'd love one of us to read it because I think that post is just such the, the epitome of, of why we do what we do here at Carrot. And then we'll dive into how exactly Dave did that. And, and the, the real hook here, y'all, the real hook that, that I think is going to make it really interesting for you guys is, is this, is Dave executed the strategy, exact strategy that we lay out. He leveraged the tools and resources. He put the work in. He was patient. He built massive, massive momentum, and now he's able to really, truly have that freedom, that flexibility, and make a massive impact and earn multiple five figures a month with very little work now, okay? And he got off, he got off, off of that hamster wheel. He got off that treadmill, and he's truly getting that freedom. Um, so we're going to talk about how he did it. But welcome on the CareCast again, Mr. Dave Brown. Welcome back, man. Thanks, brother. Great to be back on. I'm, uh, I'm dig- trying to dig up that post right now as I'm... As I'm talking to you. Cool. It's yeah. funny. I was telling you right before we hit record, uh, <laughs> Tyler Ford, I recorded another one with him, the third one with him because he keeps on evolving, keeps on doing great things. And, and Tyler always, every single time I talk with him, he's like, man, Dave Brown's podcast is what got me going. Like that, that, that original podcast with me uh, is what got him going and, and got him inspired to actually execute this momentum building plan, this plan that can really give you freedom in your business uh, and get off that marketing hamster wheel. So why don't you give people a quick little intro on if they don't know who you are, um, who are you, what market are you in, what type of real estate uh, have you been focused on? Yeah. So uh, my name is uh, again, Dave Brown. I'm in the New York market. So the greater, we call it, I guess the New York Metro area, which covers a pretty, pretty broad radius. So it's basically the tri-state area. So uh, about two hours North of Manhattan into the Hudson Valley. um, Mm -hmm. And then parts of Connecticut, Northern part of New Jersey, uh, obviously New York city, the boroughs and uh, Long Island is basically my market. And I've been in real estate in one form or another for man, close to two decades now, hmm. uh, was a real estate agent for a better part of 13. That's basically how I, you know, got started. And then, um, the last six, seven years I've been full-time uh, wholesaler. I gave up my license about six years ago to focus on building out my whole wholesale business. Um, and that's basically what I've been doing for the, the better part of the last six or seven years. And, and, uh, I probably took the approach a little bit differently than, um, the most people, I think that's why, uh, Trevor mock and, and what carrot has, uh, when I discovered them were a, a 
perfect fit for how I wanted to build this business. Uh, it aligned with something that I, I was already passionate about, which was uh, the internet and, you know, the web, the, you know, generating leads from the, from, from online and, you know, website design and that kind of thing. And it was just a good match. And I kind of took the tools and resources and the platform that you uh, had available and, and, rolled up my sleeves, got to work and committed to what, what, what I understood was going to be a, a, a long-term process. Mm-hmm. And dude, and it's, it's funny. One thing we, we dove into in the original carrot cast that we did with you guys, we'll link it up in the show notes. It's an amazing episode that we did with him. He dives into a lot of tactical stuff as well. Hey, do this, do this, do this on your site to really start to control your market and build authority. Um, but one thing that, that we went in there was part of your background, man, that when, when, when you and I connected, you were still developing websites for real estate investors. And that was so cool because that was a part of your business model where guys, Dave had a business that built websites for real estate investors. Then when he started to see our platform and how we really take a lot off of your lap and make it convert really well, then uh, we're so blessed that he dove all in with us. And it was just, I wouldn't wouldn't call it a business. (laughs) Well, you, you you had a lot. It was was more of of us. Yeah. It was a side hustle, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I love it. I love it. I was at the time I was in the midst of uh, basically rebuilding my life. um, And uh, that was just, uh, part of the cog in the wheel, I guess, that got me from point A to point B. And dude, that makes sense. I love it. I love it. So let, let's do this, man. I found the post. If you don't mind, man, uh, read it in your best Dave Brown impression. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and hopefully it's not awkward for you. Maybe it's cool if it is, but you, uh, know, the, that you know, the app, you know, the ways app. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. You know, they have, uh, they have cookie monster now the cookie monster voice. Okay. Yeah. So I can read it in the cookie monster voice. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Well, dude, read, read that post, man. Cause it, it meant a lot to me and I just smiled and I shared it with my team. We celebrated it, shared it with other customers. I'm like, guys, if we could only get more people to latch onto this mindset and there's a few before Dave reads this guys, there's a few key um, themes and elements in here that are important. Okay. One thing you're going to hear him talk about at the start is vision. Okay. Vision's critical. Uh, make sure that you know where you want to go and be clear about it. Uh, another thing he's going to talk about is having a clear plan that's long-term builds momentum. Another thing is uh, proving something works and then moving all in on that and really building it and building it and building it until it works for momentum. And he talks about that. And then the end result, he'll, he'll, he'll tell you in there. But uh, dive in, man. Read that Facebook. Yeah. Got to put my readers on here. So yep. give me a minute. <laughs> So this is about six or seven years ago. But so six years ago, I gave up my license and committed full time to build a real estate business of my own, one that served me and the lifestyle that I wanted to create. I wanted to do something that everyone thought couldn't be done. And the vision was to create a machine that generated a steady flow of motivated seller leads on a daily basis. I spent hours a day in the local coffee shop for six months straight, creating content and building out pages used target used using targeted localized keywords. Sellers are actually typing into Google. And before you know it, I had a direct deal from all the hard work I put in uh, proof of concept. And then I went in even harder. I pushed out even more content. And before you know it, I went from a deal every couple months to doing a few deals every month, all organic, all online, no cold calling, no direct mail, no employees. Uh, And I became the go-to real estate investor and wholesaler in my market. I started basically attracting other people caught attention to what I I was doing and was interested in doing business with, with me. Uh, people were in awe uh, pretty much of what I built. 
kept asking me how I did it. They understood the value that I brought. Uh, and that's when business really started to take off because I had built at that point leverage. Mm-hmm. And the process still continues to this day. And the vision is even bigger. Uh, 300 plus pages later, 350 plus blog posts later, 3000 leads later. And now as I sit here typing this, I've done something I'm not sure anyone has else has done in this space that I'm aware of anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I've leased out the entire business, my brand, my online presence for you know, multiple five figures a month. Um, I scaled and escaped in a very non-traditional way. Now I have more freedom and time to pursue other things, my passions, purpose, and the things that really matter most. Uh, yes, I put in the work. But I also had some incredible friends, students, mentors, coaches along the way who kept me sharp, hungry, and most importantly, uh, grateful and humble. And uh, thank you, Kent Clothier and Trevor Mock for all the love and support over the years without surrounding myself with the likes of you both and others like you, I wouldn't be where I am today. So if you want to see all the cool purpose-driven things I'm doing now, including helping veterans become investors and empowering people to double down on the American dream, and follow me and click the link below. Dude, I love it. And we're, we're going to supp- supply that link in the show notes. And we're also going to dive in in a big way what Dave is now doing with his time. What, what is he doing to really provide the impact? And you guys have heard me saying it so many times on the podcast, on Facebook Lives, and I've been saying it for years. What most of us, uh, the reason most of us become entrepreneurs is for four things, for freedom, for flexibility, uh, for finances and to make a greater impact. And so many people, man, and, and I'm saying this because I've gone through both. So many people uh, get the finances, but they fail to get freedom and flexibility because the way they built their business. We'll talk about how you got that flexibility and freedom by building it the right way, by building yeah. it the right way for you anyway. Yeah. Um, and then the next thing is uh, many people maybe get one, two or all three of those, but they'll forget the impact part. And dude, the impact part's where it's fun. Like that, that's, that's where, that's where, you, that's where you really get excited to show up to work because I'll, I'll be at masterminds. We'll kind of unpack this a little bit as we go, but I'll be at masterminds. And people start to, not, not all the time, I'm not saying all masterminds are this way, nor all, the, all, nor all the conversations. It's just when you're in there with a bunch of successful people, they start to compare numbers, like how many deals are you doing or what's yeah, my revenue? Yeah. And that's all good stuff. But if that's your main measure for growth, main reason, business can get really unfulfilling really fast. And I've been really yeah. proud of how you made the, swip, the, swip, the switch, man. So well, Thanks, man. Appreciate it. We'll first time, first okay. time I actually read that since I... Uh, read it and obviously checked, checked, you know, checked it for, uh-huh. for typos and stuff. And it uh, actually gave me goosebumps just uh, rereading it to myself, which is kind of funny. Dude, it's, it's crazy, right? Because I know even looking back at Carrot and I was talking with my wife about this uh, not too long ago and team members were even looking back at Carrot, my, my original aspiration, because I was kind of running away from uh, the previous businesses that I had built, they, they, they were set up in a way that didn't give me freedom, didn't give me flexibility. They gave me some pretty good finances. Um, but then I also wasn't able to make the impacts. I was just really grinding on those things, working on them. And so with Carrot, dude, I didn't want to build a big business. It was, it, it was like, I just want to build a lifestyle business. I want to build something that I can kind of, you know, let's say get to ten, twenty thousand $20,000 a month and I can kind of dial back. And somewhere along the way, I realized I could, I, I could figure out how to build a business that still gave me all four of these and make a greater impact. And that's the decision I made. So one thing yeah. I want people to look at is it's not Dave's strategy is the only way. It's not Trevor's strategy is the only way. It's not this person's strategy is the only way. It's this is a strategy that worked amazingly for this person 
And then you can go out there and be intentional about what your vision is. So let's start there. Uh, the first thing that you talked about in that post, uh, using your words, and it was, it was essentially vision. You, 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 had a, you had a vision that, you, that you'd set out there. So dude, why, why did you set your vision to build the business that you've currently built versus scaling up and doing a bunch of deals? Well, yeah, I don't know if I actually talked about this prior in any, on any other episode with you before, but um, when I was coaching students for Kent at Real Estate Worldwide, like it was never really about coaching real estate, right? It was always, it was pretty much life coaching. Like, mm -hmm. like what, what to start with first to make sure you, your vision starts to take hold and, and so you can actually better define what that vision is, right? And so for me, it, it, it runs pretty deep, you know? Um, you know, my father passed away when I was three. Didn't know him, never had a father figure in my life. And then my kids were born, right? So it was, for me, it was all about giving them the dad that I never had. And there's only one way for that to happen. And that was for me to own my own time. Mm -hmm. So that's where it all starts from, right? Cool. That's where the vision started from was, you know, I needed to build something where I had leverage, where there was never excuse why I wouldn't be able to do something with them or a basketball practice or a dance recital or anything along those lines, right? There was, there was never a reason why I wouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. right? So I wanted to, I wanted to design a business around a lifestyle with them and a lifestyle for myself doing the things that I, that I love most and the, and the things that matter the most to me. Mm -hmm. So once I had that figured out, you know, the vision became easy, right? Cause I just tied the two of them together. Love it. I love it. And that's, that's something I want to challenge everyone listening to this to, to do that. I mean, when in that first sentence of Dave's post, he says, so six years ago, I gave up my license, committed to be a full-time real estate uh, business on my own. But then he said this one that served me and the lifestyle I wanted to create. So with that sentence, I was reading, I'm going, man, so he had a lifestyle in his mind that he wanted to create. And that's, that's something I want to challenge you guys. Uh, everyone listening to this is don't get lured into someone else's lifestyle uh, figure out what you want, what's going to serve yeah. um, your dreams, your aspirations. And you can see Dave uh, has a very clear idea of what that is now, but he also, it uh, sounds like went through a period before that where he was kind of trying to find himself where he was transitioning from his previous business. And I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like that didn't serve you the way that you wanted. And you had a chance to reinvent yourself and go, cool, I'm going to shift things kind of like I did. And I'm going to build yeah. something really intentionally this time. Yeah, I got caught up. You know, look, I you could see, you know, I get emotional every time I talk about, you know, the why, right? Mm. And so there's a clue there. Yep. Uh, for you to develop your pat your vision, you know, you have to discover for yourself why you're doing this, you know, in the first place. Mm. And and so we've all heard about the why. You've talked about, you know, what what's your why before. Yep. And you know, it needs to it needs to move you. Uh at your core in, mm -hmm. in, a, in an emotional way. And, and if it doesn't, you know, it's, you're not digging deep enough. It's, mm -hmm. it's as simple as that. And for me, it's, that's, it's always been about, you know, my kids and after, um, you know, being married, uh, then getting caught up in the housing collapse in 2008, basically, you know, going from six figures a year to basically nothing, uh, because I was also doing equipment financing. So with my real estate retail business, who builds, you know, basically financing construction equipment. So yep. who buys construction equipment? Mm, contractors, right? yeah. Contractors, people who build houses. So mm. they both collapsed at the same time. It was all from 2008. So before you know it, I was going through a divorce. I was 
going through foreclosure on uh, multiple properties, filing chapter 13 bankruptcy, I hit rock bottom. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I had to really dig deep and kind of realign myself, look inward a little bit, do a lot of personal development, working on my mindset. I did a lot of uh, uh, relationship working, you know, uh, diving into relationships and why relationships work and why they don't. Uh, Started joining a masterminds, getting around people who I knew were more successful than I was. Uh, And then I dove into basically the vision um, because I knew knew what I wanted. I knew how I wanted to build it. I knew what mattered the most to me. And it was at that point that I decided to give up my license because even as a, as a, as a real estate agent, I'm still working f- technically for someone else. I'm still mm-hmm. building someone else's dream and business and not my own. And so I'm like, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I'm pushing all the chips in and I dropped my license and I just, I went hard to building, you know, the kind of lifestyle that I wanted to live. So that would be key. Number one, that I, anyone who's listening is, you know, just figure out what that why is. Mm-hmm. And what's the one thing that moves you more than anything else and use that as that trigger to, to propel you forward and, and keep taking the kind of action that you need to take to build the life that you want to live. Build. Dude, and dude that, that's, that's so true. And, and guys, guys and guys, I want you to, to take massive mental note of that because that's one of the biggest struggles I think most people have. And I had it too. It was like, man, you kind of pressure yourself of what is my why, you know, what's my mission and what's my per like, what's my purpose? You know, what's that magical thing? And I think, I think it shifts. I, I don't think there's like a magical one purpose for any human yeah. being. I think it shifts as you evolve through life for sure. Yeah. Um, and I've got a purpose that's fitting me right now that, that it's, it's funny. We, uh, we had our, our last carrot company retreat about a month ago and we do them every six months and in every single retreat, like I'm not an emotional guy, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm born in a German Catholic farm family. Okay. And there's not a lot of emotion going on in that life. <laughs> and when I, when I go to my dad's side of the family, I'm just straight up German, German Catholic farm family. You know, there's not a lot of emotion. And so, um, that's how I grew up. And, and so, I mean, I've probably cried or shed a tear like twice in front of my wife ever, maybe, you know, and I've done it two times in a row at care company retreats and every single time. It's always when I'm reading our customer stories, you know, where doing right now, it's like we're, we're, we're impacting these people in, in ways that's, that's changing their families. Um, yeah. It's where uh, we, we put out a video recently that Brady in my office created that there was our most recent give video and yeah, I walked so I, through, man, yeah. it's like, I watched that thing and I'm getting all emotional because, uh, because I know exactly the impact that, that some of our giving has done to those organizations that are changing kids lives. Like I've, there's a lot more that, that we couldn't show in that video. And I'm just going, man, like you're, you're so right, Dave, that guys, if you start to have something hit you emotionally, you know that you're on the right track. Yes. Yeah, that you're on the right track. Well, yeah. Per- yeah. Perfect. I love said. it. And an- another thing too, you talk about rock bottom. Um, I just put up a, a video on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you guys will probably put it in the show notes or something like that, but it's, it's an analogy story where I talk about, you must go down before you come up. And I gave a, a an analogy story that really hit me when I heard first heard it and I relayed it. And, and the funny thing is most people that I, that I know are very successful had that moment happen. They had some early successes, but they didn't have a strong foundation. And so then as soon as something happened, they, they would hit their version of rock bottom or get close to it and then actually build up better and bigger than ever. Happiness, revenue, 
finance is the whole thing that happened to me. Um, Kent Clother, who you mentioned that happened to him. Yeah. You know, same, same yeah. story. And yeah. so if, if any of you guys are at a point to where you're struggling, you're, you're maybe hitting rock bottom, it sucks while you're in it and you never want to hear, Hey, like you're in the right spot. You know, you never want to hear that, but just, just know that on the other side of that could be amazing things. I heard a quote that, um, there's no better place to f- build a foundation than at rock bottom. There's yeah. no, no better place to build a foundation than at rock bottom. I love it. Yeah. Sweet. And then you got to realize too, like, you know, one of my favorite quotes is it's, it's darkest before it's dawn, you know, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and when you have the right mindset and, and you're true to who you are, like for me, like I'm, you know, because, because of my why, as I mentioned, I'm, you know, I'm unemployable. Like I burn my boats. Like there's only, there is no, no plan B. It's yeah. only, it's only plan A. So with that mindset, I, I just had to keep pushing and keep working on my craft, keep working on me. Mm. And I knew that time would be on my side because then the page would start to turn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the pages will start turning a little bit faster as you gain momentum and then your things are starting to take shape. Dude, so let, let's talk about momentum now. So that, that's a word I use a lot in my content and yeah. it's because I've felt it and I feel, I feel the difference when, when you're living in momentum and positive momentum because there there's both. There's negative and positive momentum. And there, I guess there's three parts of momentum. There's negative momentum. You're going backwards. There's positive momentum. It's starting to build. And then there's stagnancy where you feel like you're not moving anywhere. And yeah. sometimes being stagnant is worse than going backwards, honestly, for me. Um, but so you shifted to a business model, you got rid of the license, you dove into real estate and then you started to, on, as a side hustle, build out real estate agent wet or real estate investor websites for investors. And then you decided to dive full into the, the investment side of it. Why, wh- why did you choose this business model? Because at that time, direct mail was, was all the rage and it still works great, but direct yeah, mail was all the rage. Cold yeah, which calling, I've done, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cold calling kind of wasn't the jam it is now. RVMs yeah. and text wasn't even on the radar hardly at all, a little bit hardly yeah. at all. Why did you choose to go all in on this? And, and how did it help you build momentum versus going the other route? Well, number one, it was something that I was, I was just drawn to. Like I was attracted to, uh, I guess, maybe the sexiness of, mm-hmm. of the internet and, and the online part of it. Like, like I, I was fascinated by the concept of being able to generate leads online that can generate income. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just fascinated by it. And so that's why I, I chose it. And that's why I aligned it with wholesaling because I didn't have to own anything, right? All I had to do is control the, essentially the lead um, and then turn that lead into a deal and control the deal. So it just, it just was a, a good fit. Plus, I mean, I think it was just a lower barrier of entry. Like I was self-aware enough that it fit me and my skill set, but I was also, I had the vision, I think, to see the potential of it mm-hmm. because when I first started doing it, like nobody was, I mean, maybe I, I could think of maybe two or three investors in the country that were really honed in on, and focused on it. Like a lot of investors or your clients are now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw the potential of it, like getting in on it at the ground level, like low barrier of entry to kind of start gobbling up Google rankings, if you will, mm-hmm. in my local market. And I was just like, you know what, I'm going to rank number one for every decent sized city, town, municipality, county you know, in my state. And yep. that's, that was the target. 
I love it. And, and the cool thing about it, Dave, and you talk about this in that post once again, you said you, you talked about all the pages that you had built and we're going to talk about that a little bit. You break it down more in that first episode of the Carrot Cast. So guys and guys, go check it out. <clears throat> you talk about the blog post and then all the leads that came from it. So, uh, yeah, so order- let, me, let me tell you the story, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm going through divorce. Divorce is about finalized. I'm getting ready to move out of my house because I'm, I'm in pre-foreclosure. I'm going to get foreclosed on. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife, it was a messy situation, right? Mm-hmm. So then I decided uh, there's a town adjacent to me called New Paltz. stunning, absolutely blue, beautiful in the Hudson Valley. And I'm like, that's where I want to live because it fits mm-hmm. my lifestyle. fits my vision, right? Cool. So I got a little three-bedroom condo right next to the rail trail. I could walk out my back door. I could run. I could bike. I could hike. And every morning I would wake up. I would do my morning run. Then I would get my laptop, put it in my backpack. I would walk right up the street to the local coffee shop, get on the second floor balcony, and I would be there probably till you know three in the afternoon. Cool. And all I was doing was probably was creating city specific pages. Mm-hmm. And that's just following our model. We'll, we'll, we'll link up the the tutorial there, guys. And and here's what it is: We're, when we originally came up with that concept in R, and now we didn't invent it, right? We we looked at. Uh, this is years before care. I was going, how, how do we, when, when I was driving leads for myself in the real estate market and for clients, I was going, how do we, how do we really rank for these phrases? And what we found was in general, it wasn't the home pages of the website that were doing most of the rankings. It was always like on loopnet.com. If you search now, loopnet was my main inspiration at that time. That was before Zillow had really taken off. Yeah. Loopnet was kind of in there. And so it was like Googling investment properties in insert city and LoopNet was almost always number one or number two with a page specific for that city. And so I went in there, deconstructed how, how they did it and then started to go, cool, can we do this over here? Cool, can we do this over here? Can we make it better? Can we make it better? And then we kind of popularized that in our industry and Dave was one of the guys who just ran with it and just crushed it. Um, and that's- So let me get this straight, Trevor. You modeled somebody who was doing something that you wanted to do successfully. Genius. Yep. Exactly. It's a new idea, isn't it? <laughs> and so the funny thing here, Dave, is, is it we works. Still, yeah, we still do it. And so this is about a year and a half ago on the agent side of things. We we're, we launch Agent Carrot, right? And we go, cool. Well, LoopNet's kind of not as much the player there unless you're like a commercial agent and you're trying to sell properties. But it's Zillow, like Zillowandrealtor.com are the big dogs there. And what did I do? I Googled all the phrases. I looked at who are the top, the top players ranking. I deconstructed the way that they had built their websites. Yeah. I deconstructed the, the pages. I looked at how many, like I went kind of science on it, man. Average word count um, in the footer versus the everything else. How many listings do they have on there? What do they have on their headings? How, you know, what are they putting there? Oh, they have a bunch of links to other location pages at the bottom of them. Cool. Which ones do they have? Like I, I deconstructed all that stuff and then we reconstructed it and took two or three tries, but then we found what we now call our perfect beat Zillow framework mm-hmm. and it's working over and over again. Now we're working to make it more automated so it's easier for agents to build out, but it works over and over again to beat Zillow and Google for your niches. Awesome. So model, uh, guys model stuff. And that's what yeah. Dave did. He modeled what worked in our end, added some of his own stuff to make it even amplified, even better, which we talk about in the first episode of the carrot cast with him. And then he kept building. So the patience part, man, and this is one that I run into a lot with agents and investors. They're in three months or in six months or in eight months. And they're doing some of the work, probably not to the extent that you were, um, because they haven't fully bought into that vision of momentum, of freedom, of flexibility. They're still lured by the post something in Facebook, see result, but they yeah. forget they got to do that over and over again forever. Otherwise the results going to have, uh, going to stop. So, um, 
the patient side of it, was there ever a point where you were getting discouraged or wondering if this would work the way that you had hoped out, hoped it would? No, never, never. Um, you know, I think I've talked about it, talked before about it, you know, is, is the, you know, the passion, the patience and the persistence, like the mm-hmm. three P's, right. And so the passion that you know, comes from the why and the vision and the patience, I think is like one of my superpowers. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just naturally a, a, a patient person. Um, so it's never, it was never hard for me to kind of deal with, uh, you know, it's not happening fast enough. You know, mm-hmm. I understand it was going to, it was going to take time. Yeah. Um, I just, I understand what, what my vision was, what mm-hmm. the long-term goal I wanted to see. And I was not, it was just going to happen. I was going to make it happen. Yep. And so one, one other thing that a lot of people come to me with is they'll, they'll listen to this and go, well, Dave's been doing this for five years. Now I'm five years behind and you know, it's, it's going to be impossible for me to do it. Um, I've got an answer to that, but what's, what's your opinion on that? Can someone start uh, today and start to do commit like you did and get a result like you did? Of course. Yeah. I, I think today with, with the available resources that are out there, you constantly improving the platform um, on your end and then the ability to be able to leverage other people, VAs, um, you know, other, other team members to assist you with the content creation and, you know, the blogging and posting the pages and mm-hmm. going through the three leads per day training and, and, you know, learning some other, uh, tricks and tactics and, and just kind of, I mean, look, the internet is, if you want to learn how to do anything, all you have to do is go to Google or YouTube and type it in and, yeah. you know, you can learn about it. And SEO is new, no different. And, and if you, you don't have the patience for it yourself or it's kind of over your head and um, then find someone else who does, mm-hmm. uh, who is passionate about it. And when you can find the right pieces to the team, um, you know, you can absolutely build this out. Uh, just as effectively as, as I've done, maybe even more so, and, and probably in a quicker amount of time. I mean, I, I did probably 90% of the work. Uh, it was all, I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I have a trouble. Yeah. I had trouble letting go of that process because, um, yeah, I, I really dialed into page structure and, and how the page should be built out in terms of, you know, headline, you know, headlines and image tags. And mm-hmm. you know, I had a structure that I wanted to see and, and I wanted to get to a point that um, I had enough leverage and, and resources internally that I could then outsource it out, but I had to get there first. Yep, and so exactly. 90% of the page creation came from me and it wasn't, it took three, four months before, you know, that work started actually, paying off. And that's when I started to leverage, you know, VAs and things like that. Yep. Dude, it's, it's so funny internally. And I need to do a piece of content on this. Honestly, I was talking with Adrian about a month ago and a concept I call the ranking sprout and the ranking sprout usually happens. And I could almost like peg it from the time when someone actually starts implementing the strategy to when they get the result, it's between three and five months. Okay. Is what happens. And you can go look in our ranking tracker. I was looking at Bo Hollis's website the other day, simply sold.com. And he's been just really cranking out videos and doing what we're uh, wanting. uh, You know, the strategy, he was texting me probably month two, month three. He's like, Oh man, can you check out my videos? I'm posting them. I'm doing this. I'm not really getting the result yet. And let's go, man, let's keep doing it. I mean, they they look good. You're doing the right things. You customize your content and your homepage and your other pages. So it's more different and you're doing good videos and video yeah. video posts you're scheduling up the automated content and tweaking it up a little bit you're doing great and then um he hit me up not too long ago where he was saying hey i got my first you're really good lead and really good deal from it and this several months back 
and I'm starting to really show up in rankings. I go into his website into his ranking tracker and on his carrot system and pull it up. This is like, da, 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 and then bam, sprout month four, almost every single time. So uh, guys stick through that. There, there's, there's between a one and six month time period where it can be frustrating because you're not getting the result. If you're in a really competitive market, like let's say at Dallas where Brian Rockwell is in, he's coming back to carrot camp here in a few weeks. Um, he, he was more like a six month because Dallas is like crazy, right? Yeah. But yeah. there were hundreds of carrot customers in Dallas before he was. He just out executed them following that. He actually, he actually did the plan. Like Novelite, execute the plan, you get, you get the result. The other is executed part of the plan. Yeah. And um, it took him about six months to have his ranking sprout. And then he kept on growing, growing, growing. And now he's, you know, five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. I, Bo's a great guy. I spoke to Bo uh, three, four months ago too. He, he mm. asked if he could speak with me and pick my brain a little bit. And he told me what his plan was. And I said, man, just follow the, follow the plan, follow the system. But most of all, you know, be patient about it. Yeah. Like it, it's not going to, you know, it's just not going to happen overnight, but it will happen if you're committed to the process. Yep. So let me kind of fast forward, man. Um, so now you were at a point where you could make a decision. So you, you were doing the deals yourself before, right? I know you had some partners that you were sending deals and stuff too, but when did you make the shift to go, well, let me just kind of go all in with one partners to, to send them all the leads. I'm going to step out of actually taking calls and doing things like that. Yeah. And even that process was, was different. Um, yeah, you know, I was I was probably cherry picking deals that I was going to personally handle myself and maybe go mm-hmm. out on the appointment on, and and that might have been, you know, maybe maybe a deal a month. Uh, but then I decided because people were starting, they became attractive to what, what I w- I was attracting people into my business based on what I was doing. Like people mm-hmm. were like, "Whoa!" Like, how is this guy ranking? People would actually didn't even believe that I was generating this amount of leads all organically. So like, come on. And I'm like, no, it's true. Yeah. And so people were just, they wanted a piece of it. And I was able to, to leverage uh, that by partnering JVing uh, with other investors in my local market um, who would essentially uh, in a, in a not so direct way, be my lead manager, my acquisitions guy, right. Without them actually being on my team internally. Um, and it just worked out and they would pay me, you know, my average wholesale fee in the market. And I would not even see any of these houses that they were closing mm-hmm. on. Um, a lot of that, you know, is based upon, you know, I didn't do any kind of signed contracts or anything like that. Maybe I'm foolish, but uh, to me, this is a realistic, this is a, a relationship business. Yeah. I'm a big believer in, you know, listening to my gut and, you know, I, I don't, form relationships just to form them. Um, Mm -hmm. Those relationships are usually strategic. There's a level of trust there. These people believe in what I believe in. They stand with integrity. So there was never any issue with the people that I decided to bring closer in, you know, and kind of revealing the cards Mm -hmm. uh, from my chest a little bit to them that I I never had any kind of worry about them going behind my back or anything like that. And you know what? My point is like, if, if anyone tries to do any of that kind of stuff with you anyway, you know, they're good because now you learn who they really are, right? Yep. Uh, you're never going to do business with them again. And word travels fast and it, it wouldn't, in the long run, it's not going to affect where I'm going. Mm-hmm. So a cu- couple of cool questions. Then I want to dive into what you're doing now, you know, your, your cause, what you really are, are passionate about, but a couple of questions kind of on that transition. So um, it sounds like you, you made some sort of decision to then lease out the brand, the 
the uh, the website, all the leads, everything. Is that, and you don't have to tell me the number, but is that like, is it a flat number every month where it doesn't matter if that website generates 100 leads or, or 50, or is there some sort of a sliding scale that you've got going? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a flat, well, it could be a sliding scale, but it would, it'll go up um, okay. because we could potentially expand into other other markets or uh, yep. uh, go in, uh, go into, go across the nation, other local markets. Mm-hmm. Um, the decision was basically, I was at a point that I was generating enough leads and I, and my business was really almost a hundred percent leading towards that uh, JV format mm-hmm. um, that I had one group of, of guys in particular that were in a home investors franchise and they were, they're getting ready to, may make a transition and it was uh it was just a, a good fit and i had something else on the side that i wanted to really put more time in and pursue mm-hmm. and so it was just a it was just a decision a strategic decision to to free up even more time mm-hmm. um, and so that's that's why i like i, I I decided to do that. How, how did you guys come to an amount? Was it kind of looking at what you were making from the site before and then saying, Hey, just, I would like to keep on making that. Was it, um, Hey, here's what their marketing budget is. Yeah. Just cut me that check every month. Kind of, how did you guys come up with the amount? Well, I offered, I offered for them to buy it. Like okay. I, I was basically sell the entire brand and the whole mm-hmm. online space. Um, and then that kind of turned into, well, Hey, we'd prefer just to, do some type of leasing agreement. So cool. I really broke it down to um, amount of deals per month. Mm-hmm. And then that was broken down further to where those, what geographical area those deals were coming from. And so I, there'd be a certain value on say the Hudson Valley. There is a bigger value on say the boroughs on Long Island mm-hmm. um, for a variety of reasons. Yep. And that's basically how we came up you know, with, with the number. I love it. I love it. So you've been able to transition out of that. They're taking all the leads. They're taking the calls. It's their brand. They're leasing. But dude, I, I think that's really, really smart to to do the lease rather than the sale now. Because like you said, now you have the opportunity to go into other markets. And one of the things that that I've shot myself in the foot for before and I've seen it happen is, is when things are great, we go, cool, I'm going to sell this thing. I'm going to go do this other new thing. And what what happens sometimes is that's kind of the golden goose, you know, that if you can still own some part of it, even if it's a part of it or control it and still earn the income from it, if that other thing doesn't work out, then you can come back over here yeah, and still yeah. build that thing back yeah. out. So I would probably, if they, good. if they decided to, to do the, the, buy, I, I would have been involved in, in some, probably as a consultant, right. Yep. On a basis or some type of part ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think this is a, a better play. And I think we're more invested into each other's into each other. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, so being that I still maintain control and not only do I uh, love being in business with them, you know, cause they're solid, but they're friends of mine too. So mm-hmm. I, I want to keep them happy. I, I want them to do more than, than the deals that we think we're going to do a month. Right. I yep. want them to be like, Hey Dave, let's go, let's go here. Hey Dave, can we go here? You know, you do your thing. We'll do ours and we'll adjust the numbers accordingly. And for, to me, that's, yeah, that's great. Dude, I, I love it. So we're, we're going to make the transition now. Um, but before we do, we had a podcast with Dennis Fassett that just rolled out. And Dennis is a guy who he has a full-time job. He did 77 deals last year. But the cool thing is he, he did it in a way where he's like, I just did the things I only wanted to do in the business. Because yeah. I generate the leads. 
And for him, he loves hopping on the calls and then he primes them for the other guy to do and they split the profits. And he's like, dude, then I have the protection of having a full-time job and he loves having his job. He loves the job. Uh, he's actually the COO of a, another investment company right now. And he's like, I did 77 deals by myself last year. Uh, not by myself, but you know, he, he, he brought the leads in doing the same things you're doing, except he had the direct mail on there. And yeah. then he's like, I share in the, in the, in the, the profits, but they do the parts I don't want to do. And that's, that's one thing I wish more people would look at and do is find the parts that you guys really enjoy to do. Dave said he was drawn towards diving into the online strategy, diving into our stuff and doing that. And he was really good at the other part too. But now he's like, cool. I built so much momentum with the online results, and online leads, and I still enjoy that. But now I want to regain my time and have these people do the rest of it. And I still get to profit from those transactions um, you, you, de facto by you're getting a check every month in, in them doing that. So guys, yeah. figure out what you like to do and then do that and find other people, other partners who can do the other side of it for sure. And not only what you like to do, like what you, what you're naturally just good at. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's a big piece of it too. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love it. So let's, let's go to, what are you doing now? So you, you re- regain back a bunch of time. Um, how much do you, how much time do you now spend in the actual um, real estate side of things now? Cause it sounds like you're still doing some of the build out of pages if that's what needs to be done. But on an average week, how much time do you spend there? And then what are you using the rest of your time for? Probably about, you know, 30 minutes to an hour a day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, I, I go through the, cause a lot of the leads are still throwing, throwing through my podio. Um, so I, you know, I just make sure all the, all the data is there. If there's any missing data from, you know, the lead that comes in through carrot, um, you know, I'll just kind of go through and do a little, uh, I guess house cleaning if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like to stay up to date on to, you know, what's actually going into contract, what deals are actually closing. Uh, cause I, I, you know, it's important for me to still know those metrics and those numbers. Yep. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm focused on building, you know, the, our other passion, you know, and that's pretty much my day. Dude. So what, what is that? I know American snippets, you've got the sign or the clock in the background, you've got the American flags all around. Uh, what are you doing now, man, that's firing you up that you've been able to really add this impact side and go, go full bore with it now? Yeah. So, you know, this all started, like I've always been patriotic. I, you know, I always love this country. I obviously I've always believed in the American dream and having that entrepreneurial mindset. Um, I think like a lot of the nation, we tend to take our freedoms and opportunities for granted. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we kind of forget that we have them and we forget all too often, uh, those people that paid the ultimate sacrifice for that. And, you know, that's when I met my fiance about four years ago. She's a gold star wife. If you don't know who a gold, what a gold star is, it's anyone who's lost a service member, a family member. So a wife, a mom, a dad, and she lost her husband in Iraq uh, about 13 years ago. And then, so when we met, you know, she had this, real patriotic vibe about her. You know, she was a veterans advocate. She worked mm-hmm. in the local County veterans office. And so she likes to say it was like, uh, you know, the uh, Reese's peanut butter cup. You know, when you take the chocolate and you dip it into the peanut butter yep. <laughs> you know, and you have the perfect, yep. like that's kind of what American snippets is, which is like cool. a, uh, our, our, uh, our mm-hmm. podcast and marketing media company. And so the whole patriotism thing really started to take on uh, a new life for me in terms of a passion uh, and for her, you know, she had that entrepreneurial, Barbara, uh, Barbara Allen, she had that entrepreneurial spirit always c- kind of within, within her. And 
I've kind of pulled that more out of her. Cool. Um, and so, yeah, it's just a good, we're a, a good match. And oh. this is a passion of ours. And we've had some amazing guests on our show from uh, Elena Cardone to Patrick Bet David to just did Jason Redmond yesterday, um, uh, Roland Frazier. I mean, we've had a lot of great guests and, and we're, we're at our, let's see, 108th episode. We're about ready to have our first event in April of 2020. Cool. Congrats, oh, man. Yeah, called the Great American Summit. That's going to oh. be in Washington, D.C., a two-day live event. And, um, yeah, now it's just about taking all the and, – and the funny thing is, Trevor, everything that I've done with real estate in terms of building the online presence with Sell Now Home Buyers and the Google rankings, I've taken exactly what I've done there and applied it to what we're doing here, right? Mm -hmm. I, I understand my strengths. I understand the value that I bring. And now, you know, I mean, a lot of these high profile uh, business leaders and celebrities and speakers and leaders that we've had on the show, uh, we're on the first page of Google for if, you know, most of them, if not all of them. Dude, so what's yeah. the, what's the long-term vision there? Like, what, what do you want to do with American Snippets? Is there a business play? Is it more, hey, I've got the income coming over here. I just want to spend the time here that gives me energy on this purpose. What, what's the thoughts there? Yeah, there's a business play. The, the first uh, aspect of it is to definitely build uh, out Barbara's presence a little bit more. She does pretty much 95% of all the interviews. Um, and we're doing that to give her more exposure so she can have more opportunities to do what she's really excellent at is the writing. And she's an amazing speaker. Cool. Um, so develop that into speaking engagements. And then two is, is the business side of it. Um, you know, we're going to start an inner circle membership program, um, which are going to give uh, some behind the scenes Q and a questions that we're going to be asking our guests, very specific trainings that are geared to what their craft is, what their expertise is. Hmm. Um, monthly trainings will coincide with that. We'll have some of them come on and do monthly trainings. And then from that, we're going to spin it off into uh, a mastermind cool. um, called the Great American Mastermind Experience, where we're looking to do like a two-day uh, live event anywhere in the country. We're going to be going all over the place, uh, parts of the country that have meaning, um, maybe you know the Grand Canyon or New York City with the Statue of Liberty or something mm -hmm. in D.C., right? A lot of I, what I, I read a study a few days back, like 50% of Americans have only visited like five states. Yeah, you know? I believe that, so yeah. We want to go and create these experiences that are entrepreneurial mindset related, um, helping people improve their lives and go after their dreams, but bring it to different parts of the country and give it an actual experience. Dude, I, I love it, so, man. As, as you get that built out, let me know. And I'd love to support it uh, any way I can and share the heck out of it on Facebook and, and all that, man. I just, I, I just love the, the full circle here. And that's why I wanted to bring you back on. I mean, you're, uh, the results you've gotten with Carrot, of course, are really impressive. And, and I'm always excited when someone takes our system and our support and our training and implements it. And that, that I think, guys, is a big lesson for everyone listening to this is there are a million things you can do. You can do the cold calling. You can you can do the direct mail. You can do all those things, and and those are all great things to get the short term, uh, more immediate uh, results, right? But the thing is, what are you going to stake your business on? What are you going to stake your business on for momentum? What type of marketing gives you freedom? What type of marketing will give you flexibility? What type of marketing can really help you grow those finances, make that impact that you want to make? Now, it's not that the online side or carrot side is the only side. 
But if you look at the other ones, if you are wanting to step out of that and really get the freedom, flexibility, all that stuff, you've got to have someone else churning, doing all those campaigns, all those cold calls, all those things all the time for you, or you're, you got to, you've got to be doing it yourself. The second that you turn them off, the second you turn those off is the second your marketing stops and your business stops. Yeah. Dave could stop writing articles today and probably take a year off if he wanted to, and he would still get a crap ton of leads coming in. Now, would he continue to grow into new markets? No, but all the work that he done years ago is still getting him results today. And that's how you truly get freedom guys. So yeah, um, Yeah, a couple points I'd like to just, you know, one first off is actually definitely be true to who you are, right? mm -hmm. The why, but don't be afraid to, to blaze, to blaze your own path. Like find out what's, what drives you, right? A lot of people focus on the A to Z of building a business and having to build that, that typical uh, type business that a lot of times, a lot of people are, are end up being married to. Um, yeah. They don't, they don't have the freedom of leverage that they think they're going to have. And they forget why they got, why they wanted to get into business in the first place and become an entrepreneur and, and just don't get caught in that, in that trap. Um, you know, I'm, I'm proof that you can, you can build, you can have your cake and eat it too and, mm-hmm. and build the life that you want to live and then pursue other passions that, that are important to you. I love it. I love it. Guys, go check out the first episode of the Carecast with Dave. We'll link it up in the show notes. He talks about more of the strategy of how he actually built it out. Go create a vision. If you, haven't, if you don't have a vision written down, create some sort of simple vision of what is the lifestyle you want to live. You don't have to pressure yourself with, with purpose or anything that right now if you don't want to. But uh, that tip that Dave gave you was amazing is, is you know that you've, you're getting close to it or found it when it hits you emotionally. When that why, when you talk about it, that hits you emotionally. That's a big, big tip right there. And then guys, be patient and build something, build that wall, build that brick wall, stack the bricks, every content piece, every location page you create as a new brick that's going to be there for that wall. And as you build the wall, you've got this massive thing that's going to bounce all those leads right back to you um, and get off the darn hamster wheel. Most, most agents and investors are sitting there on that marketing hamster wheel. They always have to be doing new things to make it work. Dave's got a wall now and he can walk away and that wall is going to keep bouncing things back for him. So Dave, I uh, so proud of you, man, and, and pumped to have you back in the carrot cast and uh, guys check out American snippets. We'll link it up in the show notes as well. Uh, but just American snippets.com, right? Yep. Yep. Cool guys. Check out American snippets. Dave, thanks for spending the time with this man and uh, appreciate that guy. He coming to carrot camp last fall too. That was, that was a lot of fun, a great group of guys and, and, uh, and gal Christina. Um, it was a lot of fun, man. So I appreciate it. I had, I had a great time. And if anyone has a chance who's listening to go to carrot camp, I highly recommend it. Uh, it, it, it's so much fun and not only fun, right? A lot of these things you go to, it's all business, right? But you, you have such a, a great mix of, of business and value and fun. Um, and it was a, it was a tremendous experience and I'll definitely be back. Awesome, man. I love it. Dave, thank you guys. Uh, everybody, go to Apple Podcasts and drop a rating and review on this episode. Okay, let us know what you thought about this episode and any of the other ones too. Drop that five-star rating if you think, if you think it's been amazing content for you. It helps us reach a new audience, helps us really reach a lot more people, guys. So please do that. Take the 10 seconds away to do that and go follow Dave. Go follow Mr. Dave Brown and follow everything they're doing over at American Snippets. Thanks. Have an amazing, amazing rest of the week and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Trev. 